Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three mistakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hey, Craig. Well, uh, I hate to say I told you so, but... Uh, <laughs> you don't have a sad song ready to go on this I, spur of yeah. the moment? Hello, darkness, my old friend. That's a good one. <laughs> it all I've started with the Big with Ten. <laughs> now the pact of is canceling. <laughs> and what the hell are we is going to podcast about? Is yeah. this your creative process every time you, you do one of these songs? Just like, it just kind of comes to you on the fly? No, I write it down sometimes. Oh, okay. Sometimes. But yeah, not this sometimes. time. Not this time. It's too obvious. Too obvious. <sighs> Son of a well, bitch. This is Podcast versus Everyone. Uh, I'm Craig Powers. With me is uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren herself, Jeff Neusser. Um <laughs> As I said on Twitter, that I consider that to be among the highest compliments that anyone could pay me. I I dream of being that intelligent. So, only two stars, though. Only two yeah. stars. Only two stars for being that intelligent, or trying to be that intelligent, anyway. All right. Uh, well, here we are. Um. So. Uh, there will be no Pac-12 sports in 2020, uh, the mm. rest of 2020. Um, that means no fall football, no soccer, no non-conference basketball or early conference games, um, no volleyball, no nothing, no tennis, yeah. whatever the hell else they play in the fall. Uh, yeah, this, uh, this sucks. This totally um, sucks even if we knew it was coming it sucks yeah it sucks you know just uh this confirmation i i at the very least we knew like we knew we weren't going to be in the stadiums for the games uh that that was pretty clear with what wsu put out you know i'm making you you know choose your option for season tickets but um right. now we uh we know there's not going to be games at all not even going to be on tv empty stadium games uh the pac-12 and now well the big 10 started uh, by announcing the today that they won't have a, uh, a football season, and then uh, the Pac-12 followed up. Uh, they, they seem to be just waiting for uh, the Big Ten to announce, and then the Pac-10, Pac-12 followed up, and uh, we won't be having Pac-12 sports either. Um, so uh, no Cougar football Saturdays. Uh, no Trinity Rodman um, playing for WSU. Um, no uh, top-ranked WSU recruiting class um, getting their, you know, getting some run in the non-conference schedule for basketball. Um, all of that is out the window, man. Yeah, it's uh, 
even when you know it's coming, uh, still is it's still a bit jarring when it actually happens. Uh, you know, I'm, I mean, it's you know, it's just another bummer in a long string of bummers. You know, it's like, um, you know, we like even just you know, in my profession, you know, going back to school, but not going back to school this fall, right? Like, um, the end of my summer is typically a time when, yeah, I'm a little sad that my summer's coming to an end, but I get excited about, uh, meeting new students and, you know, establishing those relationships and just kind of, you know, doing the thing that, that, that I'm trained to do. Right. And, uh, being told like, no, actually you're going to, we expect you to establish relationships with students, but you will now be doing that over Microsoft teams. Like, like, like that's not the job I signed up for. Right. And, uh, same with the players here. Uh, you know, they've been, I, you know, I assume most of them, you know, training even before they came back to, uh, back to campus, you know, training pretty diligently preparing for, uh, you know, this fall and, you know, we let them down. Everybody, you know, everybody let them down. They, uh, you know, somebody I, I've seen this all over Twitter, but you know, it's, it's the saying that, you know, sports are the, uh, Sports are what you get for a functioning society, like, and uh, and we don't have one, so we don't get sports, or at least not sports the way we want them. Uh, you know, college football, we don't we don't get them at all. Uh, college basketball, we're not going to get them at all until at least January, uh, and then maybe we get. I mean, I, I it remains to be seen if if Major League Baseball finishes their season and if the right. NFL finishes their season and uh, the NBA seems to be able to do it. And, I, I, you know, I know we've talked about this before. They you know, th their situation is a little different with, you know, the smaller rosters being able to be really encased inside a bubble for months on end. But, uh, you know, nobody else. The NHL apparently is doing that as well and, and having no problems with it. Uh, you know, MLS did it for a while, but they're not doing it anymore because that's not really feasible for, again, rosters of, you know, 25 to 30. So anyway, it's just, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a lot. And, uh, you know, we don't, we don't get what we want. And, uh, you know, like I said, this, this is the price that we pay for, um, for being a failing state in a lot of ways. Yeah. And, with MLS, NFL, you know, or MLS, MLB, things like that, um, they can kind of create uh, blanket guidelines uh, for their teams because um, they're a single league with a single governing body. Um, obviously, college sports is not that. Uh, the NCAA has uh, – we already knew the NCAA was mostly toothless. Um, this is all but confirmed that, um, you know, I think you've seen some people – frustrated that uh, the NCAA couldn't help it's because they literally don't have any power they, they they don't have any power um over what the universities do um it, it like it's just not it, it they basically have a series of rules that they can break but they don't really have the people to enforce them um and they certainly don't wouldn't have the capacity to enforce any sort of uh um uniform um, COVID-19 guidelines here. And so we don't have that. So you, you end up with, um, universities trying to play each other, but even the universities within the conferences have varying levels of, uh, success in dealing with COVID. I think WSU has been one of the more successful ones. Um, I, I saw a statement from Jim Harbaugh they're talking about how Michigan has done pretty well. Like they haven't, you know, they've went 300 and some t case tests without cases. Um, it, so, 
but that's not necessarily true for all programs. We've seen other programs that are coming up with lots of COVID cases. And, and so if, if, if you're just relying on each program, um, you, you just can't really trust each institution to handle it the same way because um, there's just not that power in place. And, um, but what they can do is just say, no, we're not playing. And, uh, but obviously the institutions themselves had to vote on that. And, and, uh, and they, they said, uh, I saw the PAC 12 one was unanimous vote. So, uh, which I think they probably would have just argued until it was unanimous, but yeah, um, I mean, the conferences themselves couldn't even get their shit together really. I mean, within the conference, I know that, um, you know, and, and I'm sure we'll go maybe a little more in depth into this in a little bit, but, uh, you know, the role that the player organization efforts played in all this, um, you know, one of the things that was very clear, if you followed some of the some of the deeper reporting on this, Bomani Jones is uh, kind of been at the forefront of of reporting on the um, it's kind of the behind the scenes of the of the Pac-12s organization movement uh which was really the first one and then a lot of other people have have jumped on and you know again that i I think that plays a role in this decision but um but back to what we were talking about just now is you know in when he was talking to players from all 12 schools um one thing that he said kept coming up over and over and over again as as one of the catalysts for this for the movement and people pay, you know, people pay way too much attention to the 50% revenue thing. I mean, we talked about that last week. Like it's, you know, that's one of 17 demands and it's pretty far down the list, right? The, the very top of the demands was COVID testing, like, and, and uh, things related to COVID. Um, The thing that, you know, Bomani kept hearing from talking with players across the conference was that standards were not the same across the conference. Now they should have been, you know, everybody should have been doing the same thing, but it was not players are talking to each other and they're like, yo, my school's doing this. And another player's like, my school's doing this. And another player's like, my school's doing this. I mean, there was stuff like, you know, yeah, well, we're being tested weekly. We're being tested every other week. Oh, well, we're being given a swab and being told to like swab our nose at home and then bring it back. Like it's like it was all over the place, even within the Pac-12. And that was a big, big, big part of the organizing was like, hey, wait a second. You know, and and again, back to Cassidy Woods, Cassidy Woods was like, hey, man, I just want to opt out of traveling and playing in games. I want to keep training. People are like, well, how can you? And it's like, well, what that says to me is he's like, look, like, I believe that WSU is doing a good job. And Dallas Hobbs, you know, who has done multiple interviews now at this point outside the lines, NPR, um, wonderful Out, you know, well-spoken man, ambassador of the university. Like, what a cool guy. Um, you know, talented he's like graphic design and a talented graphic designer, really talented artist. Um, you know, he's just like, look, you know, WSU's doing a good job. So, like, they're like, okay, WSU's doing a good job, but you know, like, what again? Cassidy Woods opting out, saying, I don't want to travel, I don't want to play in games. Says, I don't trust those other dudes. <laughs> like, right? I don't trust those other schools. And, and really, when, when even 12 schools in a conference can't get their shit together, like how are, you know, 70 schools or whatever it is across the Power Five or 60 whatever schools, you know, how are they going to get together when the very system is set up for them to, for, for power to be displaced, right? Like, 
like they've set this system up where the conferences are constantly sort of fighting against each other and only they're, they're almost like Greek city states, <laughs> you know, of ancient of ancient Greece. Right. Where like they all have their own interests. But, you know, if something comes for them collectively, they're going to band together. And I think that's kind of where we're at right now is they're they're recognizing like, eh, you know, they're they're going to have to come together for this to work out. I know the ACC, Big 12, SEC, you know, are holding out, but but I, I just think it's really, I mean, they can delay as long as they want, but but I don't, I mean, I, unless they're just going to be completely craven, I, I don't see any way that they can, uh, that they can pull this off, um, you know, without looking very, very bad. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's funny to me about uh, kind of uh, people, kind of scoffed at Cassidy Woods for saying like he wanted to not participate, but still be part of the team for practicing and stuff. But the, but the funny thing is that uh, a tweet from Larry, uh, from Theo Lawson, um, uh, Larry Scott says, technically athletes will be able to continue the 20 hour access period for workouts, but each school will have to make that decision on its own. So even the, the conference in itself is, is not, is canceling the games, but they're not canceling the workouts. So the conference itself is saying, Hey, you can have the workouts still. So really it's not that weird to, to want to, to feel like what you have in, in, at your university is safe and, and just not trust what others are doing. Cause that's essentially why that's, this is why everything is being canceled. Um, and it, you know, it sucks. Like it, it sucks, man. Like it, it sucks for all of us. Like, uh, I, I don't, as much as people want to want to say like uh there's writers right like rooting for it so they can be right like no one no one wanted to be right like about this uh not writers who um you know have their livelihoods based on this uh on on covering these football games and and not and bat you know basketball games and whatever else uh certain not certainly us who uh you know have this weekly podcast uh have you have you have you seen we haven't had it exactly weekly lately because there isn't a whole lot to talk about um it's it's just uh it sucks for for us and then of course we are also fans um you know i'm gonna it sucks to have that huge part of my life, which is my season tickets to WSU, um, not be a part of this fall. And, and, uh, it's, it's been a bummer. Something I've been kind of coming to grips with lately. Cause I knew it was going to happen, but it still sucks nonetheless. And then uh, of course for the players, like we saw, um, I sent the, uh, the, we want to play and the, we are United movements combine because they essentially had, they had the same, demands they all wanted to play football they just wanted the the schools to make it safe for them to all play and 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 the, so the players all wanted to play like there was no player that wanted to that that wanted to uh sit out the season um they they just wanted to uh ensure if they were going to play for it to be safe and and you know guaranteed that uh the uh, the school they were playing was having the the same sort of um guidelines and so it's just um it, it sucks for the players uh especially you got to think uh for the the seniors um even if there's a spring season which we can talk about that um if you're a, if you're a senior headed towards maybe the nfl like are you really going to be wanting to play the games instead of just like more focused on training for your you know your nfl tryouts uh you know your your combine and, and your pro days and whatever else and and training for the draft and like so uh 
Uh, do you really want to be in school while you're doing all that? We see a lot of players just aren't even in school. You know, obviously they, they're done with, they, they try to graduate early so they can stop with that. So yeah, this is, this is, uh, this sucks like all around for everyone. Like it sucks for everyone. Um, as much as like I can say, yeah, it's probably a good decision. Um, it doesn't mean that I can't be sad about the decision. Yeah. Here's what the conference said specifically about, what you referenced, which is the, you know, what's, what is safe and what is not right. So, uh, the, the, the PAC 12 released this, uh, 12 page document that says health and well-being considerations for PAC 12 institutions, guidance for local planning for return to sporting activity updated August 10th, 2020. So this is yesterday. We're recording this on, uh, on Tuesday, the 11th. Uh, so this would have been on Monday. Um, you know, so as I read through this, some of this is was pretty clearly in there before and some of it is new. Uh, the first page appears to be new. You know, it's got a current assessment. Um, and then, uh, you know, as it kind of goes through. All right. So this is where we think we are right now. So basically what it said was this. OK, so current assessment. Three things. Number one. Community prevalence remains very high in much of the Pac-12 footprint and traveling to many places is likely unsafe, particularly on commercial aircraft. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, we are concerned about health outcomes related to the virus. Among these, there is new and evolving information regarding potential serious cardiac side effects in elite athletes. We do not have enough information to understand the short and long-term outcomes regarding these health issues. And then three, testing capacity needs to increase to allow for more frequent testing, perform closer to game time, and with more rapid turnaround time to prevent spread of infection and enhance the safety of all student-athletes, coaches, staff involved, particularly in situations where physical distancing mask wearing cannot be maintained. This will require access to significant capacity of point of care testing, a rapid turnaround time, which is currently very limited. Okay, so when those are the three things they listed, um, that obviously tells you those are really the three things that are driving the decision, right? Like how much is there, how much virus is there in the community? Um, what are what are the long term health outcomes if somebody does catch this? And then how do we even how could we even do this? Um, we would need huge testing. We don't have that right now. So that's why it says at this time, we do not recommend initiating contact or competition activities. Now, to your point, it says we do believe that non-contact exercise with physical distancing is reasonable to continue and safer than contact activities competitions. Our statistics to date indicate the Pac-12 institutions have been relatively successful in returning student athletes to exercise without an undue risk in viral transmission as almost all new cases have been result of activities outside of the athletic departments. So, there you go. So basically, like, again, Cassidy Woods, not unreasonable thinking, you know, I could keep doing this, just not that. OK, so there's that. And then it just like the current assessment shows just kind of how far away we are, man. Like like I think people are thinking that this is like on some kind of razor's edge. Um, and I think it's pretty clear from this document because they're like, well, why did the Big Ten and Pac-12 cancel so early? Right. Like they haven't even started like real practices yet. Like that's not for another wasn't supposed to be for another week or two. Right. So um, it's like, you know, why are they doing this so early? I think it's because they're just looking at this going, we're not even close to being able to do what we need to do in order for this to move forward. Right. And. And the universities, the Pac-12, uh, they're afraid of being liable if someone gets sick, if someone dies, uh, you know, if, if someone can, if people are contracting the disease, having long-term effects, um, you know, uh, from 
you know, the from coronavirus, you know, some, you know, we've seen long-term like lung effects and other vital organ effects from it. So that they they don't want that liability. And uh, on that topic, what, how much do you, uh, how much do you think the role of the move, the players movement itself played in this decision coming from uh, the conferences? See, I think it's huge because and I don't think it can be separated at all from this. Now, there there are some who would say like, you know, as as we've <laughs> as we learned with the Cassidy Woods thing, uh, you know, which was a great example of this, like everything always tends to boil down to binary arguments. Right. Like, I mean, I even got told, like, I wanted to run Nick Rolovich out on the first train out of town because of, you know, what I you know, the way I interpreted his comments on that phone call. And I'm like. Listen, just because I think he did a shitty thing doesn't mean I think he's necessarily a shitty person or should be fired or like 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 there's room for nuance and middle ground here. Right. And, and so I think this is another thing where it's nuance. I don't think you can say it's only the org- like there are some people really kind of saying like, OK, this is they're, they're just postponing this because they, they would rather postpone a season than deal with the the organizing efforts of the players. And I'm like, you know, I I don't think it's that cut and dried or that simple because I think all of these issues are intertwined. Like, so, yeah, I I do think the organizing played a role in it because the players are like they're talking to each other. And this is, again, you know, something Brian Floyd talked about on last week's show, this idea that college sports were set up for a century to keep players, basically keep players stupid or, or ignorance, maybe a better word, keep them ignorant of what was going on with other players of what was going on with other teams like even necessarily what's going on with other students like they build these massive facilities why to keep the players as close as possible you know to have as much control as possible so um you know now that the players are are talking to each other and sharing look i mean college football has had a culture forever of just like yo rub some dirt on it and get out there i'm taking your scholarship away and, you know, the concussions started to eat away at that a little bit. Right. This idea like, OK, you know, players maybe need to look out for themselves a little more with concussions and, you know, maybe have a little more autonomy over when they play, when they don't play, when they're symptom free, et cetera. Um, but this is, you know, now we've got a legitimate organizing effort saying like, hey, like we don't feel like one of their stated goals is we don't feel safe and you need to assure us that we are safe. And if they're going to say that collectively, then the university is going to go, hmm, okay. So I guess, you know, and again, not a lot of uh, receptiveness to engaging with the players on this necessarily. But if you're a college president and you're looking at this and you're going, okay, they have demanded that we guarantee their safety. So now we're kind of stuck, right? Like we can't say that they're safe. We can't say that there's no long-term implications from this. And so if something does go sideways down the road, not only, um, you know, could we be liable just from that fact, but we could also, you know, they could also say, hey, we we demanded this and we were rebuffed and not engaged. And, you know, or if they do engage and say, okay, you're safe and we're good, that, then they can come back on that. So, so I think there's all these different ways that it can go that are really, I think, catalyzed by the by the player movement because like to bring it back to concussions for a second it's obviously not a perfect analogy but look i mean players play with you know the the risks of a concussion both short and long term and that does not stop the ncaa from putting football players out there right so um you know long-term unknowns are not necessarily a deterrent 
for the NCAA and yet, or for, for the, I shouldn't say the NCAA, I should say the, the member institutions of the NCAA. Cause as you pointed out, you know, the NCAA is just the schools and they, they have as much power as the schools let them have. And in this case, not very much. I, I think these schools being unwilling to take that step during this, I think, you know, says something about how maybe this is different again, pandemics, obviously different than a concussion, can't catch a concussion, but you know, I think the organizing is like eh, that. I think that's a thing that gives them more pause than maybe they would have a month ago. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I think that let's be honest, like not saying it's hundred percent decision, but postponing the season allows the NCAA are we not the NCAA, the NCAA member institutions, you know, I made the same mistake you just did. Um, but uh, <laughs> I know, right. We conflate these things. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. But it, it allows the, the universities to kick the can down the road and, you know, figure their, figure their shit out and uh, uh, maybe take away some of the momentum the players had, you know, I, um, so uh, it probably made the decision easier for them. Knowing this is a very difficult decision for them, there's a lot of money on the line. Um, I think that's why they're they're holding out hope for a spring season uh, because there there's a lot of money on the line here, a lot of TV revenue, and and potentially maybe they're hoping if they move it to spring, you can have some um, uh, t- ticket revenue as well. Um, you know, I immediately think that january and february are will are the uh supposed to be the flu season for this so i i don't <laughs> we'll see how that goes um yeah uh but yeah so it's yeah it's it, i think it's if, I, if it, it it's funny um if you if you read about dallas hobbs and the athletic and and from spokesman and you know everything he's been on um he basically had this uh you know, uh, 20 minutes to put together this graphic, um, because they knew that these decisions were coming. And so they wanted, the players wanted to be out in front to be like, Hey, we actually want to play. This is what we're asking of the universities. And now the universities come out and they're like, well, we're not playing. And so, um, I think those two, you know, like the players, I think were smart in putting that out there and being like, look, we're not the ones asking them to shut this down. This is them shutting it down. Right. We're just Um, asking them to do it in a way that's safe and to guarantee our safety with appropriate protocols, uh, mandated protocols. And the university's like, eh, nah. Like, no, like people aren't going to be like, I mean, people are going to be like, why did you cancel sports? I mean, there, there's, yes. Yeah. But, but at the same time, it's like, uh, uh, for the most part, especially in, in the, you know, where the Pac-12 plays and where the Big Ten plays. Like, the, I think the majority will be uh, along the lines of, hey, yeah, let's not let's not play sports. Um, uh, so, so you get you, you get that um, you get that protection at the same time. It allows you to uh, kind of push, push, push the uh, push, push the uh, the talk of, of uh, player uh, unionization down the road a little bit. Now, I'm of the opinion that this is actually going to be a catalyzing uh, event for the players and their organizing and unionizing or whatever you want to call it, uh, because, number one, it not only buys more time for the university to get their shit together, it also buys more time for the players to get their shit together. And and then if we look at it this way and say, well, you're going to have a lot of really pissed off players, 
like a lot of pissed off players who are going to be like, man, I have busted my butt. I have worked super hard. I have done this. I've, I've, you know, adhered to the protocols I'm getting ready. And now this is being pulled out from under me. Um, I, I wonder if that goes back the other direction, like saying, yeah, yeah. I'll j-, especially if there's no, cause I think this was the big dividing line, right? I mean, we went over this last week on last week's show about, okay, so are you boycotting or not boycotting? Right. Are you out because of COVID? Or are you out because you're boycotting? And what's the repercussions of boycotting, et cetera? Well, okay, so now there's nothing to boycott, right? Which, of course, removes some leverage, but also removes some of the scariness for players like, say, I'll just throw a name out there, Lamont McDougall, right? Who was like, yeah, I fully support this movement, but it was pretty much made clear to me that I might be in big trouble with my scholarship if I choose to align myself with this group. So I'm not not going to do that, right? Now, does that does the equation now change now that boycotting is off the table? Do more players sign up and say, yeah, I want to be a part of this right. from a negotiating standpoint? I mean, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, that that makes sense. Like it, it if if the player doesn't have to give up uh, something, uh, obviously, it's, it's a lot easier for people to uh, follow a movement if, if they themselves don't have to sacrifice as much. Yep. And if a player doesn't have to sacrifice a year of eligibility or, you know, doing the thing that they love doing the most in the world, which is, you know, for a lot of these players, that is the case. Like the football is their identity. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, I think, you know, that there's a possibility there that uh, uh, they, they could get more backing, but, but at the same time, if, what happens if they do build that movement over the next four months and then January comes along? Um, I guess it depends on what the outlook looks across the country. Um, you know, how we've been able to uh, deal with um, COVID-19 uh, will have a lot to say about whether the players will have to look at potentially, you know, another um sort of boycott or if, or if the universities have, will actually have kind of met those demands of because honestly it it, it that shouldn't be a demand that players may have to make uh, that <laughs> shouldn't be uh you think that um you know especially a lot of these coaches uh you know basically tell uh when they're recruiting they tell the parents that you know they're basically oh yeah take taking care of the, oh. your kid for you like they're they're part of our family now yes. and it's like well like then if that's true, then, you know, you should be doing all you can to protect them from this as, as many parent would do. Um, so I, I, it, yeah, I, yeah, I think it, it'll be curious. I mean, a lot, a lot of it, we'll see how things go, um, with, with COVID obviously, uh, for the next, and it'll see if it, you know, if it actually, you know, kind of rears its head again and maybe a new strain or something in, in, uh, in January. Yep. Should we take a break and then talk spring football? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. We're back. 
So, um, are, are you are you drinking a beer, Jeff? I am not. I am I am currently drinking water. I will be so, drinking beer later tonight. So I, I figured I would hold off. So, so I, uh, I I cracked one. But I know you this. are. Yeah, I, I cracked a beer from Anchorage uh, called Darkest Hour, um, which of course the darkest hour of having all of our uh, all of our sports canceled. <laughs> darkest hour for our podcast because we literally will have nothing to talk about um although we have something so an idea of something which we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes but uh but yeah so um yeah uh darkest hour anchorage it is a uh barrel aged stout um age 15 months in whiskey barrels conditioned on cascara and coffee from cascara which is like it's kind of this like bark thing and then uh coffee from black cup which is probably some uh alaskan anchorage uh coffee place so anchorage brewing pretty good um pretty nice the coffee is faded from when i first had it um but it's it's still pretty nice drinking pretty well definitely barrel forward pretty pretty damn good stout um but yeah darkest hour man uh i also had i was texting with some friends and they were talking about uh there's a beer called black tuesday by the brewery and honestly, if I would have thought, I may, might have popped that one open, but that is a 19 to 20% beer, and it comes in a 750 milliliter bottle. So that roughly is 26, not a drink by yourself 20, beer. 26 ounces, yeah. Not a drink by yourself beer. So I didn't thought maybe that that would have fit really well, Black Tuesday, uh, today on Black Tuesday when we're recording this, uh, but maybe not so much. Um, so yeah, um, Anchorage, darkest hour, darkest hour of uh, a college football fan's, uh, you know, yeah. year i guess is seeing all this all this happen. i mean this is even a darker hour than learning that ernie kent's contract had been rolled over i mean that was just a yearly darkest hour um <laughs> but again at least that wasn't our money um <sighs> we, it was i know our basketball team well in our our memories and our whatever like you had a you know a great thread you know the other was it last night or the night before yeah I can't remember, but anyway, you know, just posting pictures of all your, you know, fun memories going back to Pullman and, um, you know, like, I mean, those are things that like that sucks, you know, it's like, I don't get back there very often, but when I do, it's amazing and I miss it and it's special. And, you know, that, yeah, but you're not, still like one to three times a year. I mean, yeah, and, and not it was pretty much once, this, once or twice a year. Yeah. And then the spring game we would go back for, yeah. um, which is some of my pictures are from, which we already missed that. And that's always yep. fun because you don't have the, you don't have, you know, the kind of, uh, uh, the, uh, the stress of an actual football game, but yeah, yeah. you know, I'm, I'll miss a lot of things, you know, because, uh, I'll just kind of, summarize my thread here i love taking my dad to games you know i love taking my daughter to games like she's i'm you know i'm trying to build this coog fandom in her and we're trying to build the like myth of pullman and the mythos of pullman in her and um you know see all my friends you know there's a lot of people like you know we talk about you know our you know our podcast uh uh partner michael preston and his wife sammy um, who just had a kid and, and, you know, they were excited to bring, you know, the kid to Pullman. Uh, and I, you know, I always get to see them. I get to see our Sherwood, a lot of our Coug Center buddies, um, BA and, um, and his fiance, Katie, you know, uh, uh, the, who, uh, their, uh, relationship effectively started at a, uh, at a foot Cougar football weekend. So it's like, like you just miss on a lot of the stuff. My sister is going to turn 30, uh, 
on you know for the uh, i can't remember what the it would have been the idaho weekend so just uh we could have had a grand old time because we knew we know we're not going to lose that football game and we're just going to like uh you know just have a have a great weekend just all, all sorts of fun stuff missing out on man um and it just been since i've been a season ticket holder since i moved back um in uh 20 well uh the end of 2014 so 2015 was the first year as a season ticket holder so it's been you know 15 16 17 18 and 19 five five seasons uh five fun seasons um a lot of fun um you know bowl games and and uh just a lot of wins at martin stadium and, and just a lot of great tailgates tailgating is so much fun even if the team loses like you you have a blast going to pullman and you you have a blast just kicking it with everyone and um yeah dude it it, it sucks like uh that's a huge part of my life uh you know like roughly a third of the year where every weekend i'm going um, uh, to Pullman driving, you know, round trip, roughly 10 hours, um, and not even blinking and batting an eye about, you know, I just, it's, it's just part of my life at this point. And just to think that it's, it's not going to be there this fall. Like at the same time, you know, you joke like, well, I'm gonna have Saturdays again. I mean, but I, I don't, I don't want to have Saturdays. I want, I want to be busy. I want to be going to Pullman. I want to be doing that five hour drive. I want to be eating cougar country and I want to be, um, you know, getting, you know, maybe one week getting a ton of beers at the Coug and other hanging out at the tailgate for an extended period of time. And, you know, uh, you know, bringing my crap, my, my, my fancy beers and sharing them with everyone. Like it's, uh, there's just so much about it that is, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a large financial commitment, but it's, I, I do it because it's something that I just love so much. And, um, I'm really bummed that I, I won't have that. And that's why part of why it's like the darkest hour is like this confirmation, that it's just not going to happen this year. Like your year of, of this year of things being weird and things being canceled um, in the, you know, when we were thinking and maybe in, in March, like maybe there'll be a season, maybe we'll figure it out by then. Um, and now it's just, we know it's not going to, and it's going to be different. Um, but I guess the one hope we have, man, is that uh, we'll have some football in the spring. Yeah, I mean, you know, what you said is spot on that, you know, the, the football's great. I mean, no doubt about that, but it's it's all of the, you know, the foot, the football adjacent stuff. Right. I mean, it's the um, you know, it's going back to Pullman and, and all of the activities um, that you mentioned and, and all of the people that are involved there. Right. I mean, that was the you know, that was the common thread of, of all of your tweets was, you know, all these people that I get to hang out with and see and do fun stuff with and make memories with. Um, and, and I think that's that's really the thing that that the virus has sort of robbed us of is that, um, you know, our, our ability to get together with people and, and make memories has been you know, has been really short circuited, um, you know, depending on, depending on how much you pay attention to that, like, <laughs> like not getting together with, with groups of people. But, um, it's, you know, that's, that's the part that we're really going to miss out on. I mean, not having games, you know, I mean, I, you know, I just kind of look back over the last, you know, six months or whatever it is at this point or five months. Um, and it's like, I, you know, I can't sit here and say that I've missed games. Right. But I've, 
I've missed talking to my friends about games, right? Like I've, you know, like when the Sounders came back, you know, it was like, yeah, like you and I got to, got to talk about it. And we even right. had, you know, I had you and, and Dave Clark over to, to watch the game against the Whitecaps. You know, we watched it outside, you know, six feet apart, but it was like, you know, like, like we were able to get together and, and share something, share, share something in common. And, um, and that's the part we're going to miss. So, uh, you know, Spring, I I don't know. Like I I guess, like I don't know. I, I don't put maybe as much. Uh, I don't think that the idea of having a spring season and a fall season right on the back of it is something that is that major of a concern. I know some people have kind of floated the health implications of that. I mean, I I don't know. If you play two normal seasons, you're looking at twenty four games. Uh, you know, and again, not to say that this is healthy or good, but you know, there are NFL players who play 24 games in a season. So, you know, I, I, and th- by the way, that's assuming the spring season is a full season, which I think is probably a bad assumption. Yeah, probably it's, it's, not. Yeah. We're probably looking at a conference only season, if anything. So, okay. So probably 11 games. And then, you know, maybe by next fall, they can actually have a full season of, of 12 games. But at any rate, you know, having 20 to, to 26 games is not, uh, you know, NFL players do that between preseason, regular season games and, and the playoffs. So I, I don't know that I put that much stock in that being a limiting factor. Um, I just think that I, I don't know that conditions are, are going to be able to change significantly enough. I, and like I said, I read that document from the PAC 12 and that just screams to me, we're not even close. We're not even close to being able to do this under the NCAA's model of, you know, student athlete, right. Model where, you know, the players are not employees. And so rather than, you know, submit to the idea that they are employees, um, they'd rather, you know, push it off till spring and hope things get better. Uh, man, I, sounds like there is a long long way to go for it to get better and that's not even accounting for you know what might end up happening in the meantime which is you know another outbreak as as the weather gets cold and people end up inside yeah um i think people forget that january and february are super cold (laughs) (laughs) Um, if if you don't like uh november late november uh, games in pullman yeah uh, I, I i know all of us that went to the base you remember those januaries and februaries and marches where uh, i was gonna winter, say march ain't march ain't no warm month man <laughs> yeah winter just never seems to end like the, i it mean there's maybe some years, maybe end of march yeah you start getting some decent weather snow in april is not out of the question nope yeah in pullman so um yeah you could look at uh, a spring uh you can't see me doing the quote fingers uh season uh that's in Pullman it's just buried in snow you know yeah. just uh which in that case even if you're allowing fans in the stadium like I don't see how many fans are going to those we've seen how many fans go to that that pre-apple cup uh game in November that we always seem to have like right. that, that weekend before so I yeah it's a uh, um and just the pass, the pass uh, in January and February. But yeah, so, uh, but otherwise, yeah, I, I, I'm not 100% convinced that we'll be fine um, to, uh, you know, I, I feel like there'll be another uh, wave coming along um, in this virus. And then it's just, uh, but I, you know, if, if it's possible, I, I hope it, it can happen. And, but I, but I do agree with you on the point that it's not necessarily like out of the question that the players could handle it physically. 
um i'm sure that they could like it it's i mean i think the assumption is that the 20 to 22 year old body can probably handle the bounce back better than say the 28 to 32 ish body in the nfl right right no yeah yeah exactly now the bounce back for our you know us like our livers as fans <laughs> is a uh, is, is another question can we handle uh 24 college football games in a year in a calendar I, you know, month or in a calendar uh, year, yeah. yeah that's you know that's a that's a whole another question uh um but yeah all jokes aside yeah i, I don't i i don't i don't know i don't know like it i i i think there's obviously like there's there's a lot of ways i could do it i i i would actually kind of have confidence they come up with some way to do some football in the spring um and so we'll probably see something uh the, you know the scholarships will be interesting and the, the eligibility of players uh you know the, which players choose yep. to actually play if the, you know the seniors and stuff so yep. one interesting I'm, part of the of the Pac-12's document is that they said they're recommending that anybody who opts out because of covid retains their year of eligibility um and then so that but that is that's a thing that's up to the NCAA which as we already said is the member schools so you would think if there's momentum from the conference level for that that um that that's something that probably has a pretty decent chance of being enacted but i don't um you know i i don't know how the accounting ends up working out <laughs> on that later uh where it's like okay so if you've got all these guys you've got you know you're gonna have a, a 25 person recruiting class coming in so how, how's that gonna work out as far as you know the number of scholarships you have to give if you know you have however many number of players coming back and retaining a year of eligibility or what if everything's canceled altogether, right? Or do you give all of this, you know, all whatever 20 of the seniors, you know, another year of eligibility, like how does it, so yeah, it's, uh, it's going, it's going to be a fine mess. I do stand, I do stand behind my initial assessment from months ago that they will try and play some kind of season at some point. Um, but my confidence on that has gotten just kind of lower and lower as they really just continue to kick the can down the road. Um, at some point, you're not going to be able to kick it any farther down the road, and there's there's going to have to be a decision. And I think that this was – I'm not going to say this was an easy decision, but um, it's, you know, it's an easier decision if you're like, well, maybe we could make spring work. You know, I mean, that's like a backstop that's out there that maybe, you know, even if it's unlikely, even if it's – you know, fraught with complications and difficulties on its own, um, it's still a possibility. And so kicking it down the road for a possibility um, is one thing. Canceling outright and saying, okay, this this year is done, um, I think is something entirely different. So I don't know. I don't it's it's going to take a level of organizing and coordination with all five conferences to make this happen. And, you know, I don't know, well, maybe. On, Go ahead. On that part, the the SEC is still. Yeah, they're still holding out. They're still holding out. They um they basically you know uh, the statement they said today is, um, I look forward to learning more about the factors that this is from SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey. I look forward to learning more about the factors that led to 
led the Big Ten and Pac-12 leadership to take these actions today. I remain comfortable with the thorough and deliberate approach that the SEC and our 14 members are taking to support a healthy environment for our student-athletes. We will continue to further refine our policies and protocols for a safe return to sports as we monitor developments around COVID-19 and continue an effort to support, educate, and care for our student-athletes every day. Now, you can say that, but, like, is there is uh, do you see a scenario where the SEC is having football games in the fall and – Big Ten and Pac-12 and ACC are, you know, are not. Well, and even then, even, I'll, I'll go even one step further. There's like crazy scenarios that say like, you know, for example, Michigan seems pretty pissed off that there's not going to be football. You know, do, do you see uh, conference members trying to, you know, do you see like, for example, the SEC saying, hey, Michigan, come on, come on over. Not on a permanent basis, but hey, you know, you can play some football with us this year. Um you know, I don't know. Like it's it would not shock me if the SEC decided to press ahead. And and I think that I mean, let's just be honest. The constituency is different. You right. know, I mean, look, you and I are sitting here in our uh, liberal coastal elite state of Washington, Western Washington, uh, you know, saying, well, you know, this makes sense to us. And, you know, we kind of saw the writing on the wall. And I mean, like we are we are not outraged. Right. I mean, we're bummed, but we're not outraged by this. Um, I mean, all you have to do is kind of (laughs) spend a pretty small amount of time on Twitter. And it's not hard to find um, a pretty different constituency that comes from um, in general. And I'm not going to paint with the biggest brush, but it's like, you know, in general from certain regions of the country. Right. And so these are the regions that are still holding out. It's the big 12, it's the sec, it's the ACC, right. It's that, that sort of, uh, you know, the Bible belt type area of the country for, for lack of a better term. So I don't know, man, I, I would not be shocked if, if they pressed ahead, um, you know, I think the Big Ten and the Pac-12, just from a um, from an academic standpoint, have um, always sort of fancied themselves above the academic standing of the other three conferences, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think I I, I it does it, like I don't know. Presidents are the ones making this decision, and presidents think about those kinds of things, like the prestige of their universities being harmed. Like they think of right. that kind of stuff, right? Um, they think about not, not that not that all presidents don't think about this, but you know, I mean the financial well-being of the university and, but, but the prestige is a big one, man. If you're Stanford or you're Michigan or you're Ohio state or you're USC or you're right. Like, like, like prestige is a big thing. And if you push ahead with this and it's a train wreck, I mean, it's the kind of thing that, you know, could become, you know, to, to some degree, you know, brand killers in places like the West Coast and, you know, where the, the Midwest, where the Big Ten is with these big, you know, research institutions, is it a brand killer in the SEC if there's some sickness? Now, if someone dies, all bets are off. That's a different deal, right? But if someone gets sick and shipped off and they have heart problems, well, you know, like, like I mean, players are looked at as commodities in a lot of places and so, you know, I don't know. I think eventually they'll fall in line, but I would not be shocked if they try to take it right up until the very last possible moment before calling it off. And it, and I think there's maybe a 10% chance that they go ahead and push through. 
Yeah, I think that's right. Um, I think it's a much lower chance that uh, the con- like any team is going to bail on their conference. Like, I think, I mean, if that does happen, that might be a catalyst for something much larger. Yep. Um, a, you know, a, a super conference yep. or something like that. Because if if you can show that the affiliation of the conference is that weak. Like where you can just be like, well, you said we couldn't play, but we're going to play anyway. We're going to play these other teams from right. this other conference. Right. Like if Michigan tells tells the big, you know, Michigan, Nebraska, whatever, like tell, says, oh, we're going to go play in another a different conference. Like, or you know, I don't. I, it, it seems weird, like to think like the Nebraska going back to the Big Twelve, but you know, there's you know, there's a regional stuff there, but it's. But uh, but still, like that—that that would be a huge kind of slap in the face of the sort of institution of a conference. Like, if you can just ignore whatever they say and go do whatever you want, right? Then, like, what is the point of conferences outside of like negotiating TV contracts? Like, so it's like um, which which like a team like Michigan. You know, a school like Michigan probably doesn't necessarily need a larger conference to make TV money. Um, you know, they're they're probably among some few that have some like a little bit of a national following. Um, obviously, not to the level of like Notre Dame or BYU, but um, yeah, I mean, maybe they feel like they're they're one of the big fish in 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 the in the pond, and they can just you know, you know take over if they need to. Right. Um, so, but I still think that. Uh, the ads, the presidents would be hesitant to do that to kind of like disrupt that power struggle, that power structure just yet. Yeah, I I think you're right. Um, I'm not saying it's likely, but yeah, it's. I mean, there are some really really pissed off people. Yeah. Right now. Um, well, that's what. Yeah, like I I talked about the statement that Jim Harbaugh made. Yeah. Uh, talking like he, if you read that, like you could read him as like basically pleading like pleading for people yeah. like don't cancel the football like our players aren't sick if everyone does what we do people won't get sick and he's probably right like he's probably right if everyone does what he does people probably won't get sick yeah that's true like if everyone did what wsu does if everyone does but that's the problem is like you can't you can't guarantee that and you can't leave these uh 18 to 22 year olds liable or you know you can't be liable for uh if one of them gets sick so yeah um but but yeah it i don't know it's it's going to be interesting to watch. Um, I'm not surprised that the SEC is holding out. I'm not surprised that the Big 12 is holding out. Like, this is just uh, those are, you know, football is a much deeper uh, kind of part of the culture. Uh, college football is in you know, in Alabama and Texas and and in uh, Louisiana and and Georgia. Like, college football is a much deeper part of the culture because um, we've even seen you know, obviously they they were, you know, playing high school football and things like that when no one else was. Um, so it's, it's, uh, you know, they, they play high school football when there's, you know, a hurricane has wrecked their town and like, you know, they, they still figure out a way to like band 12 kids together right. to, to, right. to play high school football. And, and so foot like, you know, amateur football, amateur <laughs> quotation marks, quotation marks is, 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 um, is huge for them. And so, uh, it's, it's a much bigger deal. It, it's obviously a big deal to me and you, and it's a big deal to a lot of our listeners. So like, but we, we don't have like, we are, we are a, a minority and we are a niche culture and in, in the, in the Northwest, in the West coast. Uh, 
the people with fandom like us are not a niche culture in in texas and in, in alabama right. and georgia so like it's it's a there's a, there's a lot more pushback there because like this is yep. you're taking away a, a huge thing for because if you just think about the sizes of the stadiums compared to the sizes of the cities there like if you if you're looking at like Bryant Denny Stadium is like ninety thousand people, and Tuscaloosa is not that big. Uh, I think it's like a hundred thousand people or something. Like, uh, you know, you're looking at uh, Arkansas's stadium in in Fayetteville, which is, you know, probably roughly twice the size of uh, of uh, Pullman, I want to say, but they have like an eighty thousand seat stadium. Um, you know, like Knoxville, Tennessee, is maybe the size of Tacoma or or. Uh, or Spokane and they have a hundred thousand seat stadium there. Like it's like, like college football is a a much bigger deal to more people. And so it's just, uh, um, that's why you see the push and that's why, yeah, I think uh, there's still, like you said, a 10%, which is not that low of a chance, like 10% chance that they're actually going to play football in the fall and not, not, not in the spring. Yeah. It's, I think the other piece of this, uh, Stephen Godfrey wrote about this for, what's left of banner society uh today but he, he kind of talked about how um the uh coaches don't know what they're going to do with themselves like i think that's a not to be overlooked piece of this right i mean like these guys um they they coach to coach right like that's that's kind of their deal and you know so now no season that well now what do you do right and they and they've been you know biding their time on this since March, right? Like, like a lot of them didn't get spring practices and now they're not going to get a season. And like, it's, it's going to be, um, the longest amount of time. Most of these people have ever spent in their entire life without football related activity, like real deal football related activities. Um, and probably same, you know, same thing is true for the players too. So anyway, it's, I don't know, man, there's, there's like so much of this stuff rolled up in it. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there are, is a, and I probably shouldn't laugh at this, but um, there, there I'm sure is a non-zero number of coaches who are like, you know, what am I without football? And, oh yeah, you know, it, it's and players too, it, players too. So, um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of introspection going to be going on. And, um, you know, the funny thing is like, like I, I, I kinda, I kinda don't hate the person I am without football. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, without sports, like, like, I mean, by, by like June, I was pretty much jonesing for some sports. So the Bundesliga came around at a good time, but there was also like a man, like I'm, I'm way less wound up. I'm, I'm way less now, you know, you, you don't get the good stuff, which is, you know, the celebrations and the camaraderie. But at the same time, it was sort of like, I, I don't know, man, maybe I'm, maybe I'm better off without it. I'm, I'm not. Uh, yeah. That was a, that was a troubling realization my friend well i always have that realization whenever uh you know i i think of a like just uh you know watching games like if i watch a game at, at my house with uh with, you know with just like a couple people and maybe b and and you know amanda and and i'm just like losing my mind and b is like very concerned about what's going on even just with the you know soccer i was watching a defiance match the other day and i was doing that like and it's funny seeing me kind of transfer some of that um emotion to other you know outlets uh, which you know 
which is you know soccer teams mostly because <laughs> like soccer is mostly what we have at this point right um you know we have we have the mariners who are just one game out of a playoff spot as unbelievable as that is because of the expanded playoff are just one game out of a playoff spot right now <laughs> uh-huh um but uh but so you just kind of invest you know whatever i do know more about this mariners team than i've probably known about a mariners team in a couple years like because i'm just like well if the mariners are playing like who are all these kids that are playing for this team right. like you know um i also have been playing a lot more video games uh, quite a lot more video games uh, i've been spending a lot more time with my ps4 um because i just don't I, I i i'm just not spending time thinking about cougar football because i'm just like i don't want to think about it it makes me sad to think well, about and that's that's why we haven't written like, yeah anything i mean other other sites we we would normally be previewing stuff yeah. at this point and other sites kind of plowed you know full steam ahead and i'm just like eh, not, I, I just don't i'm just not feeling <laughs> like i'm not i'm not feeling writing a 2000 word quarterback breakdown when it's probably you have canceled. spring foot we didn't have spring you football know. to see the quarterbacks yeah i mean it's just like you know, it's probably going to get canceled and who knows. And I mean, maybe that's, I don't know. I mean, look, I've always, 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 uh, found the most joy in writing, writing about stuff that has happened. So analyzing things that have happened, you know, analyzing teams and, and games and trends. And, you know, my favorite thing is writing, you know, my Monday after columns, you know, after football games, like, like that's the kind of stuff I really enjoy. And, you know, not the other necessarily just kind of grind it out stuff that we do sometimes just kind of pass the time until the season rolls back around. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's why, you know, a lot of us like haven't been doing much. I mean, we have our daily, you know, news posts and, you know, we keep podcasting mostly, but even then, I mean, we like, you know, we were pretty committed to every week, no matter what. And then it's just kind of been like, like, I mean, unless we just make up some sort of like bullshit thing to talk about, like what it, yeah, but it's at the same time, it's, it's just not as fun talking about old games. Like, you know, like we sure. talk about old, when there's no promise of a new season, like it's just, for some reason, it's just been like this block for me. Like if, if, if I, like, because normally I'd be like, let's talk about, you know, the, the greatest whatever's in Cougar history. But at the same, but it's like, then I'm going to like be like, mostly it's going to be like, remember sports? Yeah. Remember I mean, when it's, we had it's sports? It's the uncertainty that gets you, right? Yeah. Like, like uh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe there's a well, season. Well, like, yeah, don't, don't, like I watch media now. Like I watch uh, uh, TV shows or um, uh, any, you know, movies or anything. And there's this thing that's always in your back of your mind when like people are gathering closely and doing things like in close proximity. Like I just have this like knee jerk reaction now where it's like this, this, this is wrong. You, what are you doing? Why are you so yeah. close? Like, what are you doing? Like, uh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, so it's just talking about old sports. is not the same, you know, maybe we'll do some like, you know, watching, you know, watch alongs that like we've done before the everyone in 60, uh, we'll probably just have to, um, but yeah, I, you know, I'm, I, we're going to have to come up with some better ideas probably. <laughs> I'm definitely going to going to dive back into my, uh, NCAA 14, uh, cause, uh, that's just, uh, that's, I'm going to need to get that college yeah, football fixed. I so. wish my 360 still worked. It doesn't. 
Oh, bummer. Sad day. My PS3 still works. So. <sighs> yeah, the uh, the the little like drawer that comes out uh, died and like doesn't play games the way it's supposed to and whatever. It's nice to have to now you can just download games and play them. Like uh, it's a it's a good uh, it's a good good um, piece of progression. Yeah. I, guess. I don't know. I I, I, yeah. I don't know how to talk. I, what are words? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> It's the how, darkest how does, hour is what that is. Yeah, it's the darkest hour. Yeah, literally the uh, darkest hour beer is having its effect on me at this point. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, man, this sucks. It um, sucks. You know, we, we march, we, we mark the years of our lives with these seasons. Absolutely. That, that go around. And, and I, th- that sounds like super dramatic and maybe a little like melodramatic, but it's like, but it's true. Like it's, you know, remember, remember that year? Oh yeah. That was the year that, you know, blank, blank, blank. Like that's not unusual, right? Like, I mean, my son, you know, my, uh, my youngest son was born in 2012, like not that long after Mike Leach was hired. Like, like these are things that like are connected in my brain. Um, you know, when it comes to sports and, you know, we think about, you know, 2018, that was, you know, the magic year in 1997. And I mean, it's just, you know, so, so to lose that, it really is a loss. It really sucks. And, um, so we're just, we're just going to have to, we're just going to have to double down on, on figuring out a way to, to continue, continue this stuff and, you know, figure out a way to find interesting things to, to talk about or not. I don't know. Maybe we could just talk about fine. Un- Maybe we could talk fine. about uninteresting things. Yeah, let's talk about uninteresting things. Yeah, I don't know what um, those. Would talk be. about um, our coexist stickers on the back of our Subarus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> our Subaru. I, I want it noted that our Subaru Outback does not have a coexist sticker on it. Just we we were going to buy a Subaru, probably Forester, but then we the updated the newest model which was last year 2019 of the rav4 hybrid had such better gas mileage mm-hmm. uh, and is all-wheel drive so we we actually have a toyota rav4 hybrid yeah so suck it uh <laughs> reviewer no coexist stickers no subaru um, for craig although i have uh, one they, they kind of nailed us on that one i know i know outback too so. <laughs> it is an outback and it's got a sticker on the back that says adventure is a family value so so we do have that we do have that it's okay my other car's a tahoe so we maybe, did go maybe he, that he makes me manly he mentioned a co-op and we did go to uh one the local co-op uh held a um uh, like they set up a drive-in theater in their parking lot, and so we went to the co-op on last Friday and watched a movie in the parking lot. So, um, yeah, co-ops. We're hitting all things here. Um, uh, he did say we know a lot about craft beer. I appreciate that. It's funny. I sent that review. Uh, actually, let, let me just read the review. So, I, like, we've been referencing it. Um, I, I have said it. We will make fun of you if you post a bad review, and so I, I, I'll, I'll live up to that. So it was from Bert McCoy eighty four on on uh, iTunes. I don't know if people leave reviews anywhere else. I've never looked. Um, if Elizabeth Warren were a Coog fan, two stars. If you ever saw a Subaru with a coexist bumper sticker at your local co op and wish the married couple that owned it had a podcast that knew a lot about craft beer and a little about Coog, Coog sports, this is the podcast for you. And only two stars is funny. I sent it to Amanda and he's like, she's like, only two stars. That sounds like a, 
great podcast. Yeah, that's that like, sounds nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah I guess a, he doesn't care for Elizabeth Warren or Subarus or yeah. I mean, we kind of we kind of are like a like an old married couple though. Uh, yeah, there's definite we've, that. We've had that. Definitely I've that. had that pointed out to us before. It's the, <laughs> the, the funny thing is, like, I uh, I always laugh when people are like, "You guys talk about beer too much," which we've gotten multiple times. It's like we talk about beer for like ten minutes yeah, at the like most, maybe ten minutes of a ninety like, minute, ninety to two hour podcast, ninety minutes to two hour podcast. Um, so sorry. And pretty much the rest of it is Cougar Sports. Like we don't even talk about any of the other off the wall shit that we used to talk we, about when we first started about, the yeah. show. Well, and so I get yeah. I get a lot of people that tell me this fast forward through the beer stuff. It's not that hard. There's a button on the podcast app for that. Like it's very yeah. easy. Um you know, that's usually used for ads and you can use it for anything you want. Yeah. Um you can skip past learning about whatever beer I'm drinking. It's fine like uh yeah but yeah i don't know i thought that was a pretty funny um review um uh you can counteract that two-star review by leaving us a five-star review and then uh bring our bring our score back up yeah um sorry that there's three different feeds that show up on itunes uh there's nothing we can do about that yeah that was that was not our choice but but yeah so i don't know i guess i'm kind of wrapping it up here i don't think we have much else to talk about nah that's it let's just you know let's hope we figure this thing out at some point in the next you know three months so that uh we can have our sports back and i can go back to work with students and you know we can we can hug our friend well i don't know if that's ever going to happen again hugging our friends no more hugs no more hugs i don't know hugs are canceled it's possible man it's possible so but uh yeah it sure would be nice to get back to uh to do do what's necessary to get back to some normalcy or at the very least uh you know do something to 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 get it going in the right direction here pretty quick but yeah not a lot of confidence there yeah um definitely not uh i'm not not of a not at a high state of uh belief in the power of our uh, uh nation state right now um yeah i guess uh you know like i said leave us a review um itunes five stars please leave us a funny comment maybe we'll read about it um if you're gonna if you're gonna leave something like that, still leave us five stars, please. Um, yeah. And, and um, uh, yeah, uh, you can follow me if you want to see my. I got it pinned to my profile. If you want to see the things I'll miss most about uh, Cougar football, um, I'm at the Craig Powers on Twitter. Uh, Jeff is at Pod versus Everyone. Um, if you want him, uh, his football takes is hot takes on politics you know, all the good stuff <laughs> there's a few of those uh, few few of those um uh if you if you ever follow the old news cube it's the same um, <laughs> i don't know man i tend to think i'm a little more uh i'm even more fired up i'm 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 more, I'm more un, i am unhinged now I don't absolutely know. maybe that's um, how i put it maybe that's how other people else? would put it anything else to plug i don't know nope i think that's it yeah, subscribe. Wear a mask. Do that. Wear a mask. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. <laughs>